you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Pollard, the running back. Tavon Austin in motion, coming to the left. And they will pitch it right to Austin. He's got a first down. 15, cuts it to 10, running to the 5, to the pylon. Touchdown, Tavon Austin. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. That's right. You just heard it there. Tavon Austin is still a pro football player, believe it or not. <laughs> Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Presented as always by our pals at Zaxby's, home of the famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. Go get you some of those. Our pal Matt Money-Smith, who is with us and is with us every Wednesday for our video and audio podcast. Also, the voice of the Los Angeles Chargers on hand for a heartbreaker, a really devastating loss that you wonder how those Chargers are going to come back with, uh, come back from as the football gods continue to smote them via injury. And uh, now we hear Forrest Lamp is out, the latest injury out for the season for the Chargers. Uh, so we have to talk about them a little bit. The Dallas Cowboys, a big bounce back after some legitimate questions now in the crosshairs, I imagine, in uh, the local market there. The Philadelphia Eagles, we foretold that Carson Wentz at least would be under heaps and heaps of pressure in 2019. So far, it looks like he is suffering a little bit from that. I don't want to put it all on him. Obviously, the secondary in Philadelphia has something to do with uh, with that team being three and four. Much to talk about. Let's break it all down for you right now with uh, our main man all the way from London, England. He's our sort of resident Miami Dolphins fan. He's kind of checked out, to, to be fair. He's also with us on our video podcast, which you can track down on YouTube every week and streaming right Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. It, I always get confused. It right. streams and Handsome tells me it's going to be on Game Pass soon. I believe we're. Is that true, we're, Handsome? We're pr- yeah, I mean, I haven't done anything about it. But yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be on Game Pass? <laughs> Come on, put it on. Why don't you let the people Fine, see I will. it? I'd love to. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the process of doing that. It's on Pluto TV. It's on. It streams. Pluto. On- it, they have TV on Pluto. Yes, that's uh, right. But the- not on uh, not on no, no, planet no. Earth. 
It's uh, it's NFL.com homepage. It streams the NFL app. It streams. It's also on the NFL podcast YouTube page. And Lots of places uh, you can't find it. I'm trying to think where else. Maybe something. Well, hopefully soon Game Pass. Anyway. International. Yeah. Eddie, not Game Pass domestic. Game Pass for our international fans. I right, just want to be clear on what I'm, what I'm serving up here. Uh, but uh, however you want to couch it. The person whose voice you just heard there and the person I'm talking about is our resident Miami Dolphins fan is Handsome Hank. Hi, Dave. You forgot about you have a song here? Yeah. Here it is. Want to hear it all? Nope. You know what? It's my show. I'll do what I want. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Dave. It's exciting for me to be on your Monday show. On the Monday, Monday show. Because normally, like, I feel like the Wednesday one is a little frivolous. It's light, you know, high entertainment, low in, in terms of what, you know, the, the substance. Mm-hmm. I'm here today to really break, Just hardcore break things down. Post-game, post-game football analysis, analysis winners, losers, exactly. hit the bricks, punch someone in the mouth, or, you know what, punch him in the throat. Mark exactly. Schlereth. Raised the stakes yeah, on Sunday. If you heard, mouth. That. Yeah, it's always that. been come out and punch him in the mouth. And I've always, you know, not to, I don't want to, you know, be Pollyanna about it or anything. You know, it do what you got. Much. Well, I mean, it's you mean on a human level. You literally get ejected from a game if you that's, do punch someone in the mouth. That's the more immediate concern. Right. Yes, it's mean to go around punching anybody Anyone for any cause, but doing it in an NFL game is sure to draw a yellow flag. Right. Uh, a an hefty suspension, and you're going to be you're, you're going to get ejected from the game. You're going to cost your team. In fact, you're letting your teammates down. By I mean, Mark Schlereth won Super Bowl, so I guess he knows. But now he's taking it to punch people in the throat. Yep. Which, by the way, I see. I don't want to get sidetracked, but I do want to say, I once talked to one of those special ops guys or whatever. And I said, what, what tips do you have for a coward who's never been in a fight? <laughs> if I ever have to get into a fight, he right. said to me. And then we're going to get to football. But I want. But then no. we're going to break it down. Don't and worry if you're listening now. No stone like, about, left unturned. We are going to break this down. Week seven broken down in two minutes. Go. Your eyes might be telling you one thing, but we're about to tell you the truth. Yeah. Unvarnished. No subject is yeah. out I've of I've watched bounds. all the games, all 22. Did you? Yeah. Good. By now, yeah. All 22 Go. games. All, oh, all, all 22 all the old tape the coaches all film, the games. is the what coaches. we call it in the industry. That's right. Okay, break um, it down. Tell me. So what I it, once asked, well, before we get yeah, into the, the cowardly. Game. Right. Break that so down. I said to this guy who I, I said, what? What? T- I've never been in a fight. What do I need to know? If I, my life's ever in jeopardy, what if some drunk guy in a bar, whatever? He said, first thing is, if you have been informed by the movies and you try to go off of that, you will fail miserably because it's always like guys in movies doing karate and kicking guys in the side of the head and everything. And he said, that will never work. Yeah, that also feels unlikely that you would suddenly bring that movie. I said, you've been in these kind of fights. He said, I've been in some of these fights. And I'm telling you, they all wind up on the ground very quickly. That's what that's what a real fight is, is they will always wind up on the ground. And he said, the best thing you can do if you're in legitimate jeopardy, this is not to attack people with, but if you're defending yourself and you're in some real peril, the neck. He said, do punch him in the throat. Punch him in the throat. Yeah. Hmm. 
Have you ever flicked yourself in the throat? Yeah, it hurts. Does, don't do it, Dave. When you do it, it, you get, it gets itchy and it hurts a little bit. Then he did this thing to me. He kind of, I guess kind of going against his karate thing, he kind of karate chopped me a little bit in the side of the neck, but not hard, like just very lightly. He said, just, I just feel this, feel this. And he hit me in the side of the neck. I was like, ah, what did you do? And it crippled me. And he said, he said, there's just a, a spot there on the neck. Find that spot on people. And Boom. if you punch him in the throat, if you ever hit somebody in the throat, it will stop them down. Okay. So there you go. That's okay. Dave's tip for the day with fights. Spaghetti, you ever been in a fight? No, but I've been recently thinking. You've never been Dave, in a fight? You do realize this is your MMA podcast. I'm just giving tips out. I'm just out. Listen, I, you know that this is about the game of life. Like at school? No, no scraps for me. I've, I get along with most people, but you've I You've never been, but you've never thrown fists. But here's, here's the deal. Eddie and I would have this because we both, you know, shaped the same way. Yeah. People don't want to get in a fight. Exactly. With us. They assume it'll go badly for them. In fact, Bingo. we would go down hard. I feel like it would be over. Like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a scrapper. You've been in fights. I've never been in a fight. Not any of the three of us. Three grown men having a I've conversation been in a fight, right now. Like I played rugby at school, and then you you get in fight like you know that like evolved into a fight. Oh, I'd love end. to see handsome get. But mad. I'm but I'm not I'm not. You've I'm crossed not, the line this time, mate. Right, exactly. I throw my glove on the ground. Yeah. Um, I haven't accomplished much <laughs> in the fighting yeah. business. Never had a throwing punch fight in my life. I you know I I would be fine though. I I, go, I know I hit the weights. You're so, it's funny because so, I don't think hitting the you know you're so testosterone on Twitter when it comes to your New York teams <laughs> and if anyone dare say boo about any of them you sound ready to to throw hands then and there. I mean everyone on Twitter hates the Yankees so it doesn't really bother me. But I wasn't referring to the Yankees but now that you've brought them up, yeah. Dave, I haven't. We're eleven minutes and okay, I you're right. You're anything right. down yet? And I, I just am worried about baseball down. I'm here to break down. I'm some worried about our friend Spaghetti. Don't you know that his team suffered a brutal don't care. ALCS loss? Don't care. It was pretty bad. I cried at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> Did you so, really? Yeah, we're after Oktoberfest. I cried. You actually cried? I cried when DJ LeMay hit the home run, and then the, when they lost, I was just in shock. As in tears came out of your oh, eyes? Oh, for sure. This video. Had it, you? Yeah. Um... <laughs> so, um, I think I tweeted it. For like briefly, and then uh, I was told to take it down because like it was like me celebrating. It was in real time celebrating the home run, but I'll text by your girlfriend Jada. Uh, someone I was with, yeah. Someone said you have to take that down. That's just embarrassing for us yeah. to be in your midst yeah. as you weep. Exactly. It might have been Emma actually. <laughs> so uh, Emma VP. <laughs> she was with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? We. What do you make of that, handsome? What do you respect spaghetti more or less for weeping in pa- I think out of it's passion? Fu- I think it's fine. I think it's fine, but he's had not. You know, he's he's a front runner. He's he's <laughs> he's on a team. You know, the team has had plenty oh, of success. I'm not like Sully. He's like Tennessee Devils, uh, Spurs, and Seahawks. He's doesn't make any sense. I'm all New York. And uh, also a tough one for his Giants. But listen, that's not the the headline. No, what we're right here now. for the Danny Dimes phenomenon. Maybe over. Feels like it uh, came. But one more thing about this. Let's just complete the circle, and then we'll do something else. Handsome. Quickly, though, where are you on Danny Dimes right now? He's fine. The, the, he was sacked. Is he fine or he is he great? He made throws. Evan Ingram. I'm, that's what I'm love. asking you. Is he or do you believe in him as, I'm, yes, this is our guy for not, the next decade. I sign off right now. Yes, I have not okay. wavered a tiny bit. He made a lot of really good throws, a lot of good throws in the move. It was raining out. I mean, it, the offensive line gave up eight sacks, it, a lot of drop passes yesterday. It, it was it was a, a wreck. It was a really bad uh, game, game plan by Shermer, too. Really bad play calling. He's fine. Okay. 
they and you know they were playing the Arizona Cardinals. I, I, again, and they if, lost if, at home to them. If if Pat Shermer knew he was Sheesh. doing, they realized that the tight end, the Cardinals give up the most yards to the tight end in in the whole NFL, and they did not throw the ball to Evan Ingram enough. It was well, a bad bad game plan by him. Well, it is the coaches league, as we say in 2019, and Kyle Shanahan is a positive for his pro football team. No and doubt. wouldn't you know it, the Niners squeezed out three field goals, still undefeated. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, well, that was a delightful game, by it the way. It was in the rain. It was yeah, it was nice. I mean, everything about that's nice, but it was a 9 nothing win over the Redskins, who previously, the previous week, almost lost to the Dolphins. Let's not let's not get it, too excited. In our cynical world, people are falling in line behind you here, handsome. A lot of people feel like that this is somehow exposed. I've heard some of that, that, well, that game, they should be able to go into our nation's capital and destroy that Skins team, and because they didn't, this has now exposed them on some oh, level. I don't, I don't that? like that. No, no, no. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, and, and look at this. You know, I'm not as excited as I would be. When I broke it down, what I was seeing was, was a, a, a Redskins team that played a little better than they have done before and a 49ers team, which probably didn't didn't like going all the way across the country and also didn't like playing in the rain. Here's the thing. I saw Chris Wessling, our uh, our pal, um, talking about this on social media, I guess today or last night or whatever. And it's a it's a theme here on the DDFP every year is it's remarkable that these curmudgeonly sports writers who cover the NFL year in and year out haven't figured out that you cannot ride the crest week in and week right. out and react and overreact and anoint one team because they have a good game. Now the Cowboys are not because they whipped the Eagles. Now I didn't just beat them, but destroyed them on Sunday night football. This does not improve my opinion of the, the, uh, of the Cowboys. It kind of validates what I thought about them. Right. And I also don't think the Eagles, Eagles are out they of They weren't as bad as they were a week ago when they lost to the Jets and everyone said that Jason Garrett should be fired and they're not as good as everyone says now because they beat the Eagles and say that they'll be headed straight to the Super Bowl. Right. Something but, in between. And I am now a fr as far as that goes. I margin of victory matters very little to me at this point, week in and week out. Survive a game. It doesn't matter if it's against the Miami Dolphins or in Foxborough. If you survive an NFL game with a victory, then that's great and move on to the next week. And so the Niners did that. But where do you come down on the Niners? In the NFC race now, seven weeks through, they've played six games. What teams, if any, would you place ahead of them with a better chance of reaching Miami, Florida in the first Sunday of February? I think the way that the Green Bay Packers are playing, and you saw it again yesterday, they feel like a team that, and not to, not to, put down anything the 49ers are doing, but they seem like a team that's on, on the rise and improving week after week. And Aaron Rodgers is finding ways to work with a depleted receiver core. Well, think about that, right? Right. That, that you know, they, you look at that team and their defense is obviously playing a lot better than it has done over the last few years. That's a team I would say. So I think that the Seahawks can get in a scrap with anyone and and beat them. Obviously, they didn't. I yesterday. do worry about that defense, though, and it was not Which because— Which one? Sorry, the Seahawks? The Seahawks. Yeah. The, 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 they've been predicated, and it's not uh, doesn't mean that they can't skin the cat differently in 2019. But, it, but, you know, when they were at their best, obviously it was it was based around that defense and Marshawn Lynch is running, and now it's going to have to be Russell Wilson because even with Jadavian Clowney splashing on defense and, you know, the front seven in general it the, the sum hasn't equaled the part yeah. so far but then the other side of that is what did they what did that 
Ravens offense really do for all the songs being penned about Lamar Jackson and the MVP and, uh, you know, that that he's tracking towards at this point, um, probably now does have the upper hand on uh, on at least Russell Wilson. Um, I'm not I'm, I, I still am waiting to see that team. And I guess we'll see it after the Ravens come off their bye when they get to play the Patriots and they're going to play the Niners and they're going to play some good defenses and we'll see how they fare. Um, but the Niners. Okay, so Packers, Packers, Seahawks, Seahawks, Saints, Saints, better than the Niners in a head-to-head. Um, not a good game. I don't know. I'm not going to make a prediction for a game that may or may not happen in the future. But I think that the I would probably favor the Saints in that situation, where I think that they would be able to score more points than the 49ers. I wonder too if, and then I'm going to throw the Cowboys in the mix as well ah. because they were they were there. You and I both picked them for the Super Bowl. We and, did, and, didn't we? And yesterday, when you saw them back with with their offensive line mostly intact, and at the end of the game when they knew it, when the Eagles knew exactly what was coming, Zeke Elliott was just ripping off eight yards at a time. It was. I love those. I love the pregame stuff. Uh, obviously, we encourage um, some trash talking and uh, the First Amendment here on the, on the DDFP. We like guys who are who don't confuse themselves with senatorial candidates and actually talk trash before a game. So I thought it was awesome. Doug Peterson essentially guaranteeing victory, and then Tang Lawrence coming back with uh, just stay on the sideline with some other words mixed in there. I, I didn't know which was going to win out because they right. both were talking stuff at that point. It makes football more fun, but Tank Lawrence splashed against Lane Johnson early, and that kind of uh, swung the game right out of the gate, um, getting it to 14 nothing. And by the way, you wonder what happens if the Eagles punch that first one in, but then, the, you know, the, the fumble, and all of a sudden it was 14 nothing. But, yes, I'm with you that the Cowboys are constructed to thrive come January. Come January, exactly. Right? Yep. I, w- I mean, you know, I l- Zeke I mean, rolling in there. Yeah. Zeke rolling in there. Like, you know, you suddenly get stuff out of um, out of the offense as a whole and, and the receiving core especially. And then on defense, they're just fun to watch. If you the- buy, talk about narratives, I, if the, the thing with Drew Brees is, and I've th- I talked a lot of NFL QBs about this because you always hear it's that it, it seems obvious and, uh, and maybe – uh, simplistic that you say, well, a quarterback in his late thirties, early forties, you know, their, their arms just aren't good anymore. And they say untrue. The thing that undoes those guys is first of all, mechanically are their legs. It's not specifically yeah. their arm doesn't lose right. power. It's their legs, but also they become mortal and they have children. And this is a real thing that not one and not just a couple. I mean, many guys have said the same thing. So there must be some merit to it. They all say, yeah, once you start having kids and stuff and, you know, you start to you're seeing the end of the line there in the in the in your career, you just don't want to get smacked around as much anymore. And so you get rid of the ball more quickly and you're making uh, back foot throws more just to avoid the hits and all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is. I, now I'm going to go back to a narrative. It seemed like Drew Brees in December and January last year just couldn't get the ball downfield any longer. Yep. All of a sudden, he just looked like, oh, he looks old now. I guess he just ran out of gas now, and he can only throw the ball so far at his advanced age. But if you buy that that's the case and want to ignore the what I just said, then maybe Teddy B spelling him for a maybe, month yeah, and a half. And fresh. Maybe Drew Brees is going to be nice and fresh. Right. That would work for other like sports. That. You yep. would say that about that's what the NBA, that's that, the I strategy mean, that's, they employ. Hey, take off some regular season games, so we'll have you nice and fresh for the playoffs. That's essentially the reason that teams that qualify for the playoffs say, hey, take a break. 
Drew, sit down for for a week or two. Let's keep you fresh. Yeah, right. And I guess there so is something about that dead arm here. In the season. Some of those guys do have dead arms, and major league mm-hmm. pitchers get dead armed, and then they have to uh, fight through that. And then- I, I think I buy that more that theory more than I do that they have kids. I think I think. You know, I'm, I'm just Philip telling Rivers, you what I've done. Philip I, I, Rivers can rip it down the field. He's got 11 kids. That's true. Um, and he's had 11 kids, or he's had you know more kids even than you for several years now. That's uh, that's quite an achievement. So Is we'll sidetrack because we were talking NFC, but Phil Rivers, man, two and five. That was bad. It's starting to get bad. It's there is a point at which. And again, I haven't seen them yet this uh, this Monday, but I'm sure they're coming. Two in five teams have have this yeah, percentage 11% chance. Percent chance of whatever. Of course that uh, uh, of course that it's not uh, some sleuthy kind of math that anybody has arrived on. Like, wow, you've really done yourselves no favor by getting to two and five. Yeah. Also, most teams that are two and five stink they're terrible that's That's why they don't go to the playoffs this is this is there are teams this year that are three and four and two and five and i'm sure there are some every year off the top of my i'm a prisoner of the moment but it does feel like man the chargers once again the football gods have smote them for some reason yeah i mean i'm with you on that one but at, at some point you're like maybe maybe it's not the football gods maybe they've smote themselves that was there was just the end of that game. That was on Anthony Lynn and the play calling on Anthony Lynn on. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone really. So Melvin Gordon obviously fumbled on the final play, but the play before that, when he didn't get into the end zone, he almost fumbled on that play as well. Like they kept showing the slow motion of him not quite making it into the end zone. It was like, he nearly dropped the ball there. I can't remember who was doing the play-by-play on that, but I saw it the exact opposite. They said, oh, he fumbled that ball, so it's a dead ball anyway. Well, no, it's not a dead ball. If he dropped the ball literally straight Straight down, down. he couldn't fumble it forward Forward. because then that would be the holy roller rule and you can't fumble the ball forward in the last two minutes um, and recover it for uh, like that, especially into the end zone. But if he had dropped it straight down, I think it would have been a touchdown if he had landed over the line. But but that but he the bigger but that's question my point, is, is it nearly came out on two consecutive plays. What were they trying to? I know right. And then after he does fumble, does Anthony Lynn not see the replay and say, "Oh, Melvin Gordon just fumbled there. We don't want him. We back don't out want there him back again." Why? And a I lot of people say, "Why didn't touch they touch the ball ever again for the Charges?" A I couple think they of should things. Trade him it. this week. Uh, you know what? That's right. They 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 should. I think that because Austin Eckler, he needs a fresh. Just, he needs a fresh start. Austin Eckler's great by himself. Let's just leave him there. And get Melvin Gordon out of town. That's a great Sorry, point. Melvin. Let's take that up with Matt Money Smith if he hasn't been traded by the time we reconvene okay. on Wednesday. Money might get traded. I mean, I is that did I? Possibly. I don't mean to say that out. I don't think so. Right. No, I was talking Should about the other. Should we trade guy. him to the uh, to the um, free money show? That <laughs> I don't, part, I don't think that, that's there anymore, isn't it? No, I don't think that show is still around. Um, I don't know where we could uh, where could we deal? Move the sticks, maybe. Move the stick. Yeah. He likes uh, Daniel Jeremiah quite a Move bit. Move the money. Move the money. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll workshop that. Um, but it is it, the the thing that I it, were I a Chargers fan today, I would be so steamed at them pulling that the that the sort of the math is. Oh, Austin Eckler just did it. We we're gonna win this game probably, or at least we're gonna we're in a great spot here with uh, with two minutes to go or a minute and a half to go to win this game. Eckler did it. He's our savior. What are we bothering with Melvin Gordon for right. anyway? Wait, Melvin Gordon's in to yeah, on the the critical play in the game. 
Well, I don't, I don't, why are we doing, what are we doing? Why is he on the field right now? First of all, they line up on first and goal at the one. They line up in the gun. How much do I have to, do I have to stop my, it's getting very close to being in order, a direct order that the NFL coaches are going to be in direct defiance of if they continue with this. You do not line up in shotgun. When you're in short yardage like that, you take away the threat of play action. The defense must pay attention to what you're doing if you line up under center. When you go gun, your intent becomes much clearer and much easier to stop, even if you do turn it to the running back standing next to you. It's it's different and easier to stop. Anyhow, so that was a bad thing. But Melvin Gordon being out there and giving him the ball twice is outrageous. And I think Melvin Gordon's a delight, but now... To your point, I don't know how you carry on in that locker room. Sorry, I'm the guy who wasn't here for the first month. Then fumbled away one of your wins. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know Eckler got us down there, you know, and by a, by a butt cheek came up short of the goal line. But And then I fumbled the game. Either away. that or they should say, here's our final offer and make him some, you know, something that probably isn't worth what he was expecting. What I'm leading to is, though, a two and five handsome. Yes. If this thing continues in the wrong direction. Does it make sense for the Chargers to say, Phil, we've taken this as far as we can go? You know, you're now a year older. We're going to just, you know, we got, we're in a good spot here. I don't want I mean, to yet another QB rich draft and all this hokum again here. That's the next subject is where you as a Dolphins fan come down on Tua and otherwise. We're in that window now. Everybody here in October, it comes around every year again, back to the narratives that people like, are you, do you not hear yourselves talking? Do you not, for, do you not remember what you said one year ago and two years ago and five years ago? Here we are again, like two is not worth the first, uh, isn't worth the first overall. And Justin well, Herbert's he over his ankle and Justin Herbert's overrated and he's not that good. And Jake Fromm's not good. I Listen, let's just jump to the end of the novel. Those guys are all going to get taken in the first dozen picks. Stop. Sure. Stop with this nonsense. I saw my first, um, my 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 first uh, draft uh, rundown, and they're like, "Oh, two is just not worth it." He's like, a t- "I think they had him at like eleventh or something like that." If you really think what? that's going to happen, you're just loco. Yeah. Tua will don't. It'll worry. be the first overall pick. It's just the question is who's who picks. So Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers. I think that would be that would be tragic because I think Phil would probably say we we're talking about his eleven kids. I am not if if I'm not playing here, I'm not playing. What if he which did? I think I wouldn't want Phil to be to be put out to pasture. I think Phil should decide. He doesn't have no. I'm not saying that they have to say. Well, listen. No, but I think he would make that. I don't, don't think, think he's he going to say I want to go to Chicago or Tennessee. Tennessee. Maybe, but I, I don't. I mean, potentially. But let's dig in on this on Wednesday. But just as a little warm up here amongst ourselves, spaghetti, jump in here. I suspect the 2020 offseason is going to have the most QB movement in the history of pro football since last year when you said the same thing I didn't say that last you actually year. did did I, I don't mind and not, we had I, a lot I, yeah we had a lot so that's fine I'm not saying this it, is gonna that was nothing that was mere hors d'oeuvre this right. is gonna be even crazier this year spaghetti Andy Dalton is on his way out. Andy now. Dalton's gone. I'm going to come. He could be right a now. starter. I'll give you guys the amount in a second. Okay. okay. And Case Keenum. Andy and Dalton let me... is, wait, 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 wait. Andy Dalton's going to be replaced by a rookie. We we yes. agree that either they get the first overall pick, they take Tua, or they get the second overall pick and they take Justin Herbert. And I know Andy Dalton is on a is a, is in an atrocious spot this year. I'm not a huge Andy Dalton guy. I wouldn't want him to be my QB. I wouldn't think my team was winning the Super Bowl if the season started with him as oh, my starting quarterback. Great, great career as a back. 
backup quarterback. Maybe, I don't, maybe. Everybody always says backup. Case Keenum is a starting NFL quarterback. Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a starting QB. Ryan Joe Tannehill Flacco. Is a, is These a, guys are all starting. Yeah, Certainly no, there will be a spot. I was about to say, he's going to be in that sort of Tannehill type of, you're going to arrive somewhere as a backup, and then he might be Mitch Trubisky's backup, and then in week five of next season, the, the Bears say, okay, let's pull the plug on that. Let's put Andy Dalton in. So... The bottom line is you think that the Chargers would do well, would do best to say, Phil, yes, 2020, you're our guy still. I think so. But I'm being purely selfish because I love Philip Rivers. I, I love him I don't too. want to conceive of a world where, where Philip Rivers isn't the quarterback for the Chargers. And I do. I genuinely don't think he he's going to say, I'm going to go, me and my wife are going to go and find 11 new schools for our kids and all that stuff. I think he's just going to say, all right, that's it. I'm done. And there's no reason why he wouldn't. I do on uh, Good Morning Football the, on Saturdays. I I've do seen these it. Reality it's fantastic, checks. Dave. You do a great job. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, the um, I I did a whole bunch of like who's going to change I their know, costumes in time for Halloween. It was all right. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite one ever. Well, because the costume good. bit was a little forced because it won't be in time for Halloween. Maybe next year's Halloween. I don't know, but either way, okay, I'm with you. Okay. I took some swings, but I really could see all of them coming true. Cam Newton doesn't seem long for Carolina unless Kyle Allen flames out. I think a terrible I, mistake if you're Carolina, think, yeah, but they might too. make that mistake. I don't think they will. I think the the thing with Cam is, do you really like Kyle Allen's had a great start to his career as a backup, but it feels like something where he'd get found out. There's a reason that Kyle Allen was not being considered for as a starter anywhere else or wasn't drafted with that role in mind he would get find out once people see enough tape on him oh and, i agree and that's probably gonna happen pretty soon people cam newton is a difference maker people who want the best for the panthers cam are saying newton, they which we haven't seen for 18 24 months is is one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl they just never got it gave him the opportunity to get healthy phil rivers to the titans Marcus Mariota out and about. I don't know where don't he winds up. He, I, don't I don't know care. that he's I don't a even, starting I don't cube. care about him. Nah, somebody will like him. I could see him being one of those guys that, like, if I have him, I'll turn I, yeah, him I into mean, a winner. The, the, Chicago Bear, the Chicago Bears are going to go collecting those types of quarterbacks. Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, um, Marcus Mariota, those kind of guys, because you need, you know that Mitchell Trubisky is not good enough to play for you for, a, for next season. I did. But you don't have any I did say to be able to do anything about it. I did say many times in August this weird Matt Nagy obsession with the kicker thing, as though Cody Parkey hitting the two uh, uprights in that game on a deflected uh, on a ball that was hit at the line, no less. That that was the reason that the Bears didn't win the Super Bowl, or right. that that became the spin off of that game against the Eagles with Nick Foles under center there. That that became the storyline. I said that fixation is going to undo them in 2019. It was as though that was the that was the only problem for us, or otherwise, who knows how high up we would have we would have risen. You're you're um, not focusing on what matters more. The kid, you're. you're get a kicker right. this weird stuff with them so they're yeah they're in legitimate trouble so mitch trubisky i guess they'll ride it out because he's on a rookie deal they're not gonna just well, they don't have him. any way of they, they gave away all their draft picks they're still paying for khalil mack next year cam newton well i guess i could get like uh, if if the raiders don't you know i know that 
we love David Carr and everything else. I'd love to talk to David Carr about this. He would, I, I actually, he probably wouldn't be all that forthright about it at this point. I know that Derek probably is intent on moving to Las Vegas and the signs are that John Gruden and Derek are, are pally and happy with one another. But you know, as they move to Las Vegas, they're definitely looking to make a splash. Would it make, would it be insane if you saw a run out there as the starting quarterback, number one, Cam Newton for the Las Vegas Raiders? I think it would be fantastic. And it would they they love to make those type of splashes, but I don't know why the Panthers would let him go. Because they want to purge a hefty contract, they feel. I mean, if Kyle Allen, the problem where, where you get jammed up is it's sort of what the Eagles did. Uh, what what they didn't do this off season is all right. The guy won us the Super Bowl, but okay, we're going back to um, to the second overall pick, Carson Wentz, world of talent, and everything else. Uh, oh, Wentz got hurt again, and we may not make the playoffs. Oh, Nick Foles just won us uh, all those games, and now we're in the playoffs. Oh, now he's he's won another. Oh, he's going to beat New Orleans. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey dropped it. Hey, Wentz. Okay, it's you again. Now we're going back to you, even though there, the sentiment was growing and growing and growing. You got us. We we get it rationally. Wentz is the more talented person, but we win more with Nick Foles. Carolina, what are they going to do? They're, they are not going to. They're going to need. And isn't going to win they're going to need a devastatingly awful Jake DeLome in the playoffs kind of performance from Kyle Allen He's to pull not, the plug on They're not going to the playoffs. I'm just telling you, they're to pull the plug. If he wins, if he continues to win games, they're going to have a hard time pulling that kid out of there right. to put number one back in. That's all. It becomes a very difficult thing to do. The Eagles have done it, and what it ends up doing is handsome is putting so much pressure on Wentz now. I know he's worth $100 million. He seems like a very nice guy. He seems generous with uh, off-the-field stuff. He seems like a sweet fella and everything else. But he is not, uh, he uh, you know, he has not been the difference for the Eagles so far. And Agreed. based on the amount of money he's making, he has he to do it. Well, they don't have a secondary. Well, all right. But it, it, when your QB is making that level of loot, he must cover up all those other areas, right? I mean, that's yeah, the way it works. No, I'm with you. I mean, but but also that's what quarterbacks get paid. I, I think focusing on the number right now with quarterbacks, that, that's just what those guys get paid. So if you're a starting quarterback in the NFL and your contract comes up and you're considered one of those good players, then you're going to get paid that amount of money. Analyze this now, Hanson. Okay. Jeff Schwartz, our pal, his jersey flies behind your head on there the it digital is. wall of fame here there at it Studio is. 66, has said on Twitter, and I'm with Schwartz on, on this largely, that the Baltimore Ravens, although I was a little surprised, I don't consider the Seahawks to have a great defense, but I did think that they would do a better job of shutting Lamar Jackson down, um, and, and they did not. But Jeff Schwartz really is leading the charge. Wait until they play some good defenses, and then you will see them get exposed. And I kind of agree with that. But we kind of saw it in the playoffs last season. Right. Jeff Schwartz, though, I think goes a little too far when he says Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Lamar Jackson. How say you? Um, I mean, I don't know what the context was. But if you're talking about as a pure – like if you put Jimmy Garoppolo on the field, you put Lamar Jackson on the field, which one of them is likely to take your team to a victory? I would choose Lamar Jackson. I think he's a more dangerous weapon all round. but perhaps Jeff Schwartz Simplest was talking way to look about at it, like right. as, a, as a pure passer. Or, I don't know. 
spaghetti. Is that what he meant by that? He just straight up says Jimmy G is a better player. He was going on a string of tweets just saying that, like, the basically the Lamar's rushing doesn't really matter. It won't help them win a playoff game. But uh, and then a lot of people went back at him. Just I don't know what that means. Saying that like Jimmy G stats, like he has half the amount of total yards, half the amount of touchdowns, and more turnovers. So I mean, I'm I'm on Team Lamar, but he's just making a a, a broad statement that running quarterbacks don't win in the playoffs, or it doesn't help you win. Did he forget Colin Kaepernick in candlestick against the Packers? I'd never seen anything like right. it when he just. Then he did it the next year. Well, that was the following season when he went into Lambeau and did yeah. that. And Aaron Rodgers led the last few minute drive and put the Packers in the lead, and it was frigid out and everything else. And then Kaepernick just ran uh, more, more, less throwing, more running. Well, I think also that maybe takes into account like if you're if you if your only running threat is your quarterback, then you limit yourself in the playoffs. But that's not how the Ravens are built. They're they're built to run with their running backs, and then and then Lamar Jackson is that extra threat that that causes defenses to have to think again. You, sure, you can. You can do what the Chargers did in the playoffs against them last year and thump the quarterback and and you know that's what he pointed to. But yeah. basically, but and and that has been proven to work before. But to then say from extrapolate from that that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely therefore a better quarterback doesn't that I don't get the the lead from one to the other. It is a little bit punch somebody in the throat mentality. But if you were watching that game, it felt like the Seahawks were instructed bang this guy. When you get a shot right. at him, no. bang him. And they couldn't do it. And it's the thing we talk about all the time. With Russell Wilson. Right. Russell Wilson never takes a clean shot. Kaepernick never did. Mike Vick, RG3, for all their great athleticism, got lit up. And a, another guy uh, who preceded them, Steve Young. Those guys, and but he hung on a, a decent amount of time. But there, there's just something weird about guys who know how not to get lit up. And I'm still not sure which one Lamar Jackson is. So far, I think he's been kind of lucky because he hangs in there a little too long and he's going to get popped at some point. And he just does not physically look built he to withstand getting hit hard. Yeah, he's not exactly. He does. He looks like someone who trusts his speed enough to get himself out of situations. Whereas a viewer, you're like, whoa, he's about to get. And then he, he has enough of a step on someone to get away from them or to get out of bounds. And but yes, he does a lot of that stuff that looks bad. Uh, like it's oh, it's exciting when he comes to that stop down yeah. and then he accelerates. But it seems like I wouldn't want to be in a static position on a football right. field with a 280 man running really fast at me. Yeah. At some point, he's going to get got. Maybe, maybe he won't. Maybe uh, they're the second best team in the AFC, or maybe they'll vanquish the Patriots when they go head to head when the when the birdies come off their bye. Um, most disappointing team, Eddie Spaghetti. We'll start with you. Chargers, Eagles, or Browns? And more importantly, who cares where they are right now? Will any of them rebound? I think most disappointing probably is the Chargers because of how they looked on paper. That being said, I almost didn't really buy into them because I feel like, I feel like this was going to happen. The Eagles, I thought, at least going into the season, had a better rushing attack. They had a pretty good O-line. I thought if Wentz was healthy, there's a reason why he couldn't be a top five to seven quarterback in the league, at least. Um, so I guess my real answer is probably the Eagles. Yeah, I think the Eagles end up getting into the postseason at worst, and I, I'll i still you, take them to win the division. But, I mean, really? they, I think the Cowboys. Really? Wait, 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 wait. The Eagles to win the division? I mean, they're only a game back. It's not yeah, like but it's a, I don't know. they got some major issues, though. The O-line's 
pretty bad. I hey, guess it. Yeah, no, no. I, I, okay, I, I'm just trying to stay with my preseason pick. You're right. I think the Eagles are going to get to the postseason. And the, I mean, listen, here's the thing with the Chargers and the Browns and anyone else who isn't, again, trying to lose games um, like the like the Dolphins. You're not out of anything. They're not out in this crummy AFC. There's no the idea that you can't get back into it is is, uh, you know, cutting yourself short. If you do that, you can, a, a lot of these teams, the Browns are not done yet. They must get going. The though. Browns are definitely not done. I'd say of those three teams, the Browns are the ones that I would trust to get to the playoffs. Most of all, if only because um, the charges are done. Like we've said, like we've you think said. they are done. I think See, the charges are done. I don't think the charges are going to make the playoffs from two and five. Hmm. I think that the Browns. I think eight and eight can get a can definitely get a wild card this year. It can not only win a division; it might win two. Eight and eight might win two divisions. It could win the South, and uh, although the you know obviously Colts are playing above that right now, but it's conceivable that the way things break out is that eight and eight could win that, and eight and eight may still end up winning the North. Although, again, that was a decisive in terms of where the season finishes up. The Ravens winning at Seattle disrupts yeah. the, the sort of three-horse race in that division. The Ravens now should be the prohibitive I mean, I think, favorite to hold on there. I think, unfortunately, your your spectacles slightly skew your vision of the AFC North. I think that your, the, your Steelers fandom may be slightly... I'm not picking the Steelers, but if people think Kyle Allen, if people think Jacoby Brissett can win the AFC South, then why can't Mason Rudolph win the AFC North? I'm not, well, hold on. I didn't mean to say that the Steel, I, I was talking more about you, I think, downplay the Ravens' potential saying that. I was excited about the Ravens. I know, then after, after eight, a month, eight, I was like, eh, I guess they're not that saying spe- that, that eight and eight is going to win the division makes it sound like you're expecting them to. I don't think their defense is very eight. good. I don't think the defense you is that good. going to be better than eight and eight. And I think it, in any game, if you get them down, by nine points, then they're in some real peril. And that's not good in the 21st century NFL that you're, that you're not really built to hang in a game that you're, that you get a couple scores down in. I mean, I just, their defense isn't that good. I agree that their defense isn't as good as it should be, but I don't necessarily agree that nine points puts the, puts the Ravens out, out of a game. I mean, they kind of almost rallied against the Chiefs there. But uh, anyway, uh, handsome. So, Let's wrap it up because we've set up a lot of good okay. stuff for Wednesday now. Yeah, I think we're set on that front. Yes. Um, before you jump out of here, it's time for the food block presented Ooh. by Bon and Viv. Spike Seltzer. It's a good way to tailgate before a game. It's a good way to enjoy the game while it's happening, whether you're in the stadium or uh, or sitting on your couch at home. And if you're Eddie Spaghetti, after you watch the Giants and or Yanks, just cry. Go ahead. Just cry into your drink. Yeah, but those tears will uh, will will. Uh, is that what the seltzer is spiked with? Is Eddie's tears? I think so. That's a good line. Let's use that from now on. Okay. Spiked, spiked spaghetti. With not with his tears. No, we, Bon and Viv won't like that. No, not spiked with not his tears. Not spiked tier. with Eddie's tears. Um, what do people do is to, uh, uh, the question for today in the food block is mm-hmm. do Englishmen tailgate? No. No such thing. No, it doesn't exist. So in the UK, for the most part, stadiums are kind of, which is cool in, in the city, like in a neighborhood, a little bit like more like Lambeau than they are like, um, like most, um, NFL stadiums. So what will typically happen for a soccer game is you would show up pretty much. You will try and show up as close as you possibly can to kickoff. 
and then you'll purchase a meat pie, which is, um, you know, non-specific meat parts from non-specific animals uh, encased in a pastry crust. And you'll enjoy that or not, but it won't matter because it'll keep you warm and you're having a nice time. A meat pie. Well, that's one thing the U.S. has over the U.K. Yeah, yeah. The tailgating does not exist, which is why I think, you know, NFL fans in the U.K. and in other places around the world, which don't typically have that same thing, love that aspect of the NFL. I wonder. I have it's wondered a, about that. It's an intriguing part of, of being a football fan is the food and the showing up to a game three hours before kickoff just to hang out with other fans. Will Rams and Chargers fans be able to tailgate? You Is can't be tailgate in Mexico. No, we. I mean, we for all of the London games, and then for the Mexico game, we put on a kind of you know an NFL tailgate experience, but it's not the same. No, I mean, once in 2020 around the new stadium, oh, sorry, will there be the are there yeah, is there area for that? Because when it was going to be at the convention center, when they were thinking it, about that, it was going to be physically difficult right. to find space to do it. I wonder about that. Handsome, this should be our. This is our billion, not million billion dollar idea is that we blaze the trail of tailgating to your homeland let's teach them if they're going to adopt our gridiron if we could show them the way we'd be heroes forever in that in that uh, part of the world yeah i think the problem is that in order to become a hero you have to destroy people's homes to put a parking lot in i mean it's literally wasn't that the lyric of a song footnotes in history right you know their homes be that's not a problem hey and uh, last thing uh, although that we should maybe save a music discussion for Matt Money Smith, who is a he's, music he's, wizard. He's the music. Have you ever seen Tool or heard Tool, the band? No. Spaghetti went and saw them on Sunday night. He loved it. Staples. Sunday night. Yeah. What, what's wrong with that? No, oh, nothing. I just. It was a great show. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're one of the best live acts you can see. But I mean, they're. The front man dressed like Kobe Bryant, like wore. No, that's the drummer Danny. He he wears a basketball, uh, literally the shorts and jersey of whatever city they play in. So <laughs> they played in Utah a couple of days ago, and he wore like John Stockton. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw the picture you posted of that. That looked good. All right, we'll dig in on Tool and some other things. And uh, right now, handsome. Thanks for uh, jumping into sixty six here. It was, it was an absolute pleasure. And did I, we do? Did I we do all right? I enjoyed breaking it down with you. I I guess we did. I want to also talk about the Tua thing. It's really. A kind of a weird thing that Tua may like the, this buzz that Tua is like, but well, he's not worth the first overall pick. But that's just dumb. if that's how it winds up that you guys don't end up with a QB. I don't know what. Uh, first of all, they they're not gonna they have three. Yeah, I guess the first so. round. they're not gonna not take a quarterback with one of those three picks. But assuming as I do that they will have the first overall pick, I don't know how they don't take Tua in that situation. I am genuinely worried about the game against the Bengals in Week Thirteen. Oh, that's good. Because I think the Bengals are going south. Let's see if we can go there. Hey, spaghetti, that would be a treat. Is that in Cincy or Miami? Hey, want, it's in, don't know. I want to put something to you, Dave, while, while yes. Eddie looks that up. So every year we hear about the 1972 Dolphins cracking open, sure. you know, opening the bottle of champagne um, when, the last, when the last um, undefeated team loses. Could you think we could encourage the 2019 Dolphins to get together year after year, even when they're old and gray and grizzled and flush a toilet um, <laughs> when, the last team, when the last team loses their or wins their first game? Uh, yeah, I think and we, they could, you know, they could do these things in parallel. I think we need to press that. Who day? Bengals day. Yeah. After week 13, that will yeah. begin. That'll begin the, the, the perennial uh, tradition. Yeah. Is after they vanquish them. 
Yeah. Or right now, after they are vanquished. After they by the visiting so Bengals. Yeah. Then it'd have to be the who day. You know, yeah. like flush the flush can it. and then we do it. I love it. All right. That's a good call, handsome Hank. Uh, all right. Thanks to you. And uh, now let's turn it over to uh, to a guy who's really emerged and uh, into the Broncos defensive scheme here. He comes from Nevada. He is a free agent pickup for them, filling in nicely since Bradley Chubb went down. It's Malik Reed. What's happening, Malik? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. And uh, and first things first, congratulations. You just got uh, engaged. Yeah, yeah, I did. I appreciate it. How'd you do? Uh, it was last Friday. What'd you do? Uh, well, we went to this this steakhouse um, in Denver, Del Frisco's. Yeah, I heard of it. And yeah, good place. Yeah, yeah, I, I had them um, hide the ring there. They kept it like in a safe. Oh, and I was oh, thought yeah. you were gonna say in like mashed potatoes or something, and that would be not no, good. Okay. No, no, that would been too messy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she said yes. Yeah. She did. That would be bad if you're like an NFL football player and you propose and and the woman said no, right? That would be embarrassing, I bet. (laughs) That would be terrible. So you were a a free agent uh, coming out of Nevada, but you're from Alabama and your old man played uh, basketball in the state of Alabama. How come football instead of basketball? Well, I was uh, a... Huge basketball fan growing up. Still am because of because of my dad. But um, I got back into football um, in high school because really because of my friends and my older brother had played too. And um, I just noticed that I could do. You know, I had a, a skill set out there that I could, you know, build upon. I just saw it as a you know a route to get my college paid for. So mm-hmm. I got back into it and. Just took it seriously, and it just took off from there. Yeah, playing to your strength. That makes uh, that makes good sense to do that. So what's your NBA team? Are you going to try to be a, a local supporter and go with the Nugs, or do you have some previous roots? And I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan originally uh, because I'm a huge, probably biggest Kobe fan ever. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely support the Nuggets. I'm going to try to get out and catch some games this year. Well, listen, L.A.'s not that far away, so obviously you think the Lakers are going to beat out in this, uh, what a lot of people are forecasting going to be, Clips v. Lakers showdown all season long. You think the Lakers are going to win it? I believe so. If they, you know, iron out the little, you know, little issue that they have as far as, like, being new teammates and everything, Mm. I think they're going to be pretty good. When you have LeBron, you always have a chance. And then you add Anthony Davis to the mix. It just make it all the better. But we're not like I heard you say you're a big Kobe guy, and I've talked to a lot of Kobe guys here in Los Angeles who get a little crazy yeah. about it. You're like you're not yeah. one of these kooks who says like Kobe is as good as LeBron or anything like that, are you? No, I say Careful Kobe, now. In my opinion, in my opinion, Kobe is, is better than LeBron. I mean that's that's <laughs> it. Cut it off, spaghetti. I don't that I I can't have that on this show. <laughs> Yeah. Kobe's better than yeah. LeBron at what? What part of the game is he yeah. better at? Shooting from every, uh, uh, every part. Every part. Come on, listen. Kobe every can't part. guard. Kobe. I mean, Kobe can't defend LeBron every spot on the floor. He he was a all defensive player like most of his career. Yeah, when he was guarding those twos, he couldn't uh, he couldn't jump up though. LeBron can guard the the center on a lot of teams. Uh, he, he he don't guard a center the, the whole game, though. 
All right, listen. You know it's what? Probably like maybe one one time down the court. I'd love to know. Here's the here's the great question. First of all, he's not a Kobe. A Magic Johnson is better than than Kobe. Do we agree about that or no? Uh, no, no. I don't even, know. Even Magic even Magic said that Kobe the best the best Laker there ever was. That's because he's a, be, trying to be a nice guy, and at that point he was uh, in the front uh, office. He's trying to be complimentary of the guy. What's he going to say? He's got to see Kobe in the hallway every every day. He's just trying to ah yeah. right yeah you're great Kobe you're the best yeah. <laughs> how many titles would Kobe yeah, have won? How without Shaq Fu? How many titles would Kobe have? And without Kobe, how many titles would Shaq would have won? You can turn that either way. I that would seem to make sense, but I would say right. that they would have that Shaq would have won three titles with or without Kobe Bryant. I think that they no, still would have pulled no, out. Those no games. way. No way. I, Kobe yeah. was averaging like thirty to forty points in that in that final. Listen, all right. I, 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 you know what, Malik? I don't know, but I'm just telling you. If I had Shaquille O'Neal on my team, I would score a dozen points a game. Because that's the amount of attention that he commanded from defenses. The the perimeter guys had the sag in to try and stop in vain. 34 from doing his thing. Then Shaq would just pitch it back out to me. Damashek knocking down, I don't know, 35, 40% of his three balls. You, you, you disrespecting Kobe right now. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Let's talk about you a little bit. Um, Then you got, so your first career sack on the phenom of 2019 or one of the big stories of the 2019 uh, season, Gardner Minshew, any sort of interaction with that guy? No, I ain't really have much interaction with him. I just know he's been getting a lot of, you know, pub, you know, for, you know, the things he's been doing down there in Jacksonville. So it was definitely, uh, you know, a tremendous Tremendous uh, accomplishment, you know, sure. to get the first sack. Pretty cool, yeah. I mean, he's a late-round draft pick. You're a free agent guy, and you two are uh, are crashing on an NFL regular season gridiron. That's pretty cool. Is he a, a yappy kind of a guy? Who's the chirpiest QB you've been out there with so far? No, he really didn't, didn't talk that much. And pretty much, like, I don't even think I hear the quarterbacks when they be talking. Oh, no? Did, um, not really. Do you talk uh, to them? Just the ones I played. Nah, I just I just go out and you know do what I got to do. I don't I don't say too much. Now you let uh, Vaughn and those guys do it. Yeah, but Vaughn he pretty you know he pretty uh, he don't say much on the field either. He's like a silent assassin of them. Yeah, he is a but he is a funny guy off the field. I know that. Uh, has he taught you anything um, that's brought you along in the last several months here? Oh, he taught me a lot. Um, just from, you know, how he sees the game, how he studies, like, tackles and, you know, how he attacks them and just, like, little things, you know, that I can add to my game and, you know, be better. When you walk through the facility there in Denver, does it occur to you that, man, this franchise has had so many good uniforms over the decades. Why are we wearing these ones? Because these aren't <laughs> no, as – I'm not – no offense. I don't think these ones are as good as some of the other ones. Yeah, they they have some uh you know some nice throwbacks. I know the uh, color rush is coming. Oh, the you know, all they, orange with like the it. old school—that's yeah, nice. It yeah, it is. So you know, I'm excited to you know see how that that looks. Yeah, that'll be cool. But, um, yeah, and then the, the we wore the navy ones um last week. And those those are probably one of the best ones you know I played in. 
I kind of like those too, as a matter of fact. I, I just don't like. There's something about the orange jersey with that hat that uh, that doesn't uh, tickle my fancy. But you can pass that along to Elway if you want to. You don't have to. But if you want to let him know my <laughs> nice. thoughts, you can you can tell him. Uh, and what's the first thing now that uh, you know you're you're making it here? What's the first thing you bought with uh, with your fancy NFL money? Uh, I think the first thing I got was probably a car, an apartment. <laughs> A car and an apartment. Ooh la la. And are you gonna take to the yeah. slopes this off season? Take what? Take to the slopes, you know, skiing. The big uh big deal out there, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I've been thinking about it, you know, I went to school in Reno and I, I said I was gonna learn how to snowboard, but I never ended up going, so Look at this. Figure out sooner or later. Look at what the fates did for you. They heard you say that, and they said, we're going to give him one more chance at this thing. So now, look, that's the next <laughs> thing you buy is a snowboard. And uh, and if you wouldn't mind, make sure somebody shoots video of it. You shouldn't do that while you're learning the snowboard. That might be a lot to manage. But have one of your friends shoot the video and then send it to us so we can put it out on social media to see how you're coming along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. That's uh Start on the beginning course, though. Okay, yeah, I mean, we can uh, if I need to. Yeah, well, do, why don't you come out to LA? Well, they're not. Well, they're. Sl- <laughs> we can only go like uh, an hour and a half, two hours away from here. We can learn to snowboard, and uh, on our way up there, we, while we drive, we can have a uh, a heartier discussion about Kobe versus Magic versus uh, LeBron, and which is and which oh, yeah. Kobe is the third in that group. But but clearly, yeah, I, could, I could talk about it all day. All right. Well, listen, then you come in here, you come in here and face to face, we'll square off and we'll settle it. I'll settle your hash yeah. on this one, though, because I mean, the, uh, okay. Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, because uh, Magic said it doesn't make it so. Come on, Kobe Bryant's better than Magic. <laughs> yeah. All right, Malik, you know what? Greatest I like you. Ever. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. It's a special time for you right now. You just got engaged and everything, um, so I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to argue it too much right now. But um, but listen, I, I, you go ahead, um, get it all together there in Denver. I know it was uh, probably a tough Thursday night, Friday morning for the Broncos, but uh, things starting to take some shape in the games just uh, prior to those. And really, the story would be a little bit different even if that weird wonky last minute against Chicago hadn't happened. I think you guys would be buzzed about a little bit more than people are talking about you right now. And I think you have a, a, a pretty decent chance chance in your next game coming up how say you yeah no doubt um i feel like we we definitely you know got things on the right track like each game you can just see that you know that we're doing good things and you know that we have a good a good football team that's like it comes down to you know the execution and definitely that's like that's the biggest difference um from you know college to nfl just you know how much more your execution matters. Because mm. I feel like every team, every team has, you know, good players. So it comes down to, you know, how much more you can execute the plan that you put in throughout the week than that team. But um, I'm definitely, you know, excited to get back out there with the team and 
We're going to try to get a win. Yeah, that's what they say. They say after a bad loss, that's the the thing you're chomping at the bit to do is get back out there and uh, and and show what you're about. Well, with Vaughn out there with you and uh, Fangio coaching you up, you, it sounds like you're in a great spot there. Then after that sports season ends, then you and I will take to the snowboards. We'll figure that out. We'll watch some NBA. <laughs> I'll help you, you out with that. No, I don't know how, but that's what that's the point. We'll do it together. And then while we're oh, da- and, and then when we're on the ski lift back up for another run, we'll we'll be talking about Kobe versus LeBron. It's going to be a great time. Oh yeah. No All right, doubt. Malik. Listen. So how did you, you hold on? One, I got a question for you. Go how ahead. Go ahead. A LeBron fan. Yeah. How yeah. I because I, I admire greatness. There's never been a player like him. Kobe <laughs> is at the minimum you have to admit this. LeBron is unique. There's never been a player like him in, in the he history is. of NBA. Whereas Kobe he is, forgive me for saying, he's a paler version of Michael Jordan. He's like he's basically got the same game as Michael Jordan, just not quite as good. Just not quite as good. That's right. So why why don't you why don't you say he's not quite as good as Jordan if he got the closest game to Jordan? Right. I mean, that's a fine question. Um, I think that uh, that he is one of the 15 best NBA players of all time. And uh, listen, he's one of the all time greats. He just when you get into the top, when you start getting into that top half dozen guys and I eliminate the centers, that's a different category. But when you start getting into the top half dozen or so, Kobe just 12 and you're not even including the centers. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not including. Okay, maybe he would be in my top twelve. Maybe he'd be top twelve if uh, if I'm uh, uh, removing the centers from him. Who is your top five without centers? Magic, Bird, Jordan. Not in that order. Jordan's number one. Uh, Larry Bird, LeBron, and then Kobe. That's right. Larry Bird is better than than oh, than Kobe. That's right. No, but you didn't even see you didn't even he see Larry Bird, Bird play. How do you know you didn't even? You're not old I, enough I to even have him. seen, seen him. Replays. I've seen replay with that dance. I'm trying to think who else would be ahead of him just to upset you. I just want to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about this? I'll put Kobe in my top 10 and we'll call it a day. I guess it is. that's the best you can do. All right. TBD. We're going to put a pin in this one and we'll figure it out down the road. All right. Yeah. All right, Malik Reed. You're a delight. Muzzle tub to you on the engagement. Uh, continued success out there in that uh, orange and or navy jersey. Enjoy the color rush, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk with you sooner rather than later. Maybe when, once we get a little deeper into the NBA, we'll see who's right at about, uh, you know, maybe right after uh, the regular season here in the NFL. We could figure it out a little bit further. Oh, yeah. yeah that sounds good, man. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks so much, Malik. I enjoyed it, too. There he goes, Malik Reed, everybody, the outside linebacker of the Denver Broncos. Dave Damashek. All right, nice guy. Yeah, Spaghetti, let's get him back for some NBA talk. Who's right, though? He's crazy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, LeBron's the best of all time. Well, you could say Michael Jordan is better, but, but I mean, the, this Kobe thing, this, I mean... It really is a cult. The Kobe cult is a weird one. They it just is. think Kobe, like, oh, I don't know. I take him or Michael Jordan. Well, you know, they're kind of neck and neck. You could tell that Malik thinks that he does. Uh, I don't get. Yeah, it is that is a weird thing of experience in L.A. I don't, and I don't get why there's no, there's not enough. That's right. Love it exists. O'Neal, like, why, are they bitter about that he left for the Heat? Like, I don't know what it is. Like, he chose to come to L.A. after like right. leaving Orlando, and Shaq is he changed the game. He's amazing. It's right, and also it's. Uh, be, 
Jacoby wanted to get traded. He demanded to get traded and almost did get dealt right. away to Chicago. Chicago. Exactly, yeah. But because he was here more recently and then did win a couple more titles. It is funny, though, that he's the guy that uh, Lakers fans side with over Shaq Fu. All right, good times, everybody. Thanks again to Handsome Hank and to Malik Reed and to you, Eddie Spaghetti, back with uh, with uh, Matt Money Smith and Handsome Hank on Wednesday for our video and audio shows. You can check out all our work, our little video segments and otherwise. NFL.com slash DDFP. Thanks, as always, to Zaxby's. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.